Hello, hello, welcome to episode 66 of the Crochet Circle podcast. How are you all doing? It is officially summer here. There's this really amazing big yellow thing up in the sky which is bringing heat and warmth. I had not seen it for quite some time and um, it's, it's come back and it is lovely to have it. I nearly recorded this episode outside but um, I have to sit under the umbrella because I'm, my skin is like translucent. I'm not even white, I'm, you can, I'm just translucent and I burn really easily so... Would have been keeping the umbrella out and then it was too dark. You wouldn't have seen all the gorgeous yarn that I have for you. So I've come back inside to record this one instead. Gone kaboom. Okay, a pheasant has just arrived in the garden. You might all think that I live really rurally. I, I don't. This house is semi-rural, but we get so much wildlife, it's ridiculous. Literally pheasant in garden. What are you doing here? Ah, it's stealing the bird food. Right, shall we stop talking about wildlife and gardening and maybe do some actual crochet content? <sighs> Sorry, distracted by pheasant. I'm not going to look at the pheasant anymore. <laughs> so let me take you through some of my final destination finished objects. I have three. Two of which I alluded to last time round and I've sent them away so I can't show you them within the context of this podcast, as in me sitting here, but I can show you some pre-video that past Faye took ready for this podcast. So let me splice that in now. My latest design which I've done for John Arvin Textiles and it's called the Bushel Blanket. It's using their newest wool, which is called Appledore, and it comes in 20 amazing shades. And it's a really beautiful blend of um, Devon Close Wool, Romney and Exmoor Blueface. And it's got a lovely soft crunch to it, which really lends itself to beautiful stitch definition for crochet. And what I've done is taken every single one of those mini skeins that they do, so 20 colours, and they're all sold in 100 grams and um, 25 gram mini skeins. And I've used the mini skeins, one of each, within this blanket and with another 100 grams for the border. Look at those colours, they are just amazing. Love them. So it's a really lovely um, fan stitch, which gives it this slightly open lacy texture and also I've done it with a back loop only so you get quite a nice um, almost wave on it it's almost like um, like when you're down on the beach and the sand has got that pattern that's what I was trying to reflect with this and the colours are just so nicely heathered that they just they blend really beautifully from one into the next so the way that I've done it is that you work up one side with half of your mini skein and then you mirror it out for the other side. So that is my bushel cushion finished. You can see that I've used three colours. Slack Margardal, Ellis Bitter, no sweet coppin, <laughs> and Ellis Bitter. And I think they look wonderful together. I love particularly how when you come up to the border you get this kind of striped sunset effect. Um, and I've added just three little vintage buttons onto the back. You can add five if you prefer. 
but um, I had three of these and I just I thought they were perfect for the cushion and the pad is a 42 centimeter pad so it's got a couple of centimeters of negative ease in there so you've just got a really nice squishy cushion and I like how the cushion I've used is white cushion pad and I like how it's showing up and showing the lace work off of the crochet technique and the, the fan stitch shell stitch that I've used. So that is the bushel cushion that is now finished and it's been blocked and looks fab. And I have also finished off my blanket. It smells lovely because I washed it with um, wool wash. But again, now that it's blocked, you can see how well the lace work is coming out. It just, blocking is like a magic wand and it really makes the most out of your things. And look at these colours, they are just so good together. I love how it mirrors out um, and that the dufflin colour that I've used for the border, it, it kind of incorporates most of the colours that are within each of the stripes, which is why I've used it for the border. Just kept to a really simple border because you've got so much detail in this um, shell stitch uh, and with the back loop only stitches as well. So just wanted to keep to a really plain and simple border and that's what we've got. So this is the lap blanket size. You can see it's still quite, quite large. This is about 118 by 115, something like that. And within the pattern, you've actually got um, another option to make a bigger size, which will be the same width as this. So you will get this width, because you do the same number of stitches, but it will be almost double the length. So it will actually fit on the bottom of a double bed, where you could use it for a throw over your... Um, sofa or your settee whatever you want to put it over so you've got two blanket size options within that and then the cushion option too i have loved working in appledore it's really nice to work with it feels textured and it's got character to it and it crochets really nicely the stitch definition that you get from it you can see is just wonderful. I think the colour palette and the tweediness of it is gorgeous and um, yeah it's, it's just been a delight to work with and the fact that it's grown and spun in Britain um, is also lovely. So that is it, these are the bushels. I really loved working up the bushel um, blanket and cushion and if you are interested in the pattern they are on my website as of Friday, but also kits are available from John Arbum website as well. Um, so you can kit them up, or I think they're doing just the patterns themselves too. And with the blanket, there are two different sizes, so you really get to choose which um, size kit you want. You don't have to worry about colour combinations because they use every single colour in the range, so like you don't have that issue. But if you do the cushion then yes you have to pick three colours to um, to make your cushion up with but love how the stitches worked out, love the kind of um, wave effect on them, yeah, it was a really good project to be working on, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, so the final thing that I finished this uh, month was a pair of socks for my neighbour Bev, it was her 50th last week and um, she loves colour and I know that she likes 
knitted and crocheted things. Like she's very craft worthy. And I think I said last time, we've got really nice neighbours and you never quite know when you move house whether you're going to get nice neighbours or not. And we've struck gold with them, we really have. So I wanted to make her something and I knew that they were going off camping this week so I thought a pair of hand knitted socks might be just the thing. And when I asked her what colour, what was her favourite colour, she just said colour. <laughs> so that, that was it. So I went and got my brightest sock yarn for her which is a West Yorkshire Spinner's Signature 4 Ply. I'm sure some of you will have come across this yarn before. It is, um, it's based on birds and when you when you work it up, particularly with the knitting, the, it doesn't work as well with crochet but you get like a full feral type pattern that comes around and the bird um, one that I was using is called Kingfisher so it is really bright kind of zany turquoise and a blue and uh, a bright bright orange as well so right up Bib Street and she sent me a photo of her wearing them while they were camping while they're on holiday so I know they've been well received which is just lovely I don't make loads of things for other people partly because I've been massively burned by that in the past and in particular with my family and um, so I just don't tend to make lots of stuff for other people because you never quite know how it's going to land and I know that I really appreciate the things that I make so I just keep on making stuff for myself. I guess the exceptions are I've got a few people that I make socks for and obviously jumpers for my dad now which is good but yeah Bev is definitely knit worthy. So I'll have photos of all of those finished objects in the show notes for you to go and have a look at. And obviously all of the yarn will be linked. So if you want to go and have a, a look at the yarns that I've used, then you'll be able to see the links for that. Right. On to en route. I only have one thing to show you this, this time. And I had just started it, I think during the last podcast, haven't even woven in the ends, but I am making a big panel for the Climate Change Conference in November. I spoke about this piece of craftivism at length during the last podcast, and I am so pleased with how many of you are um, thinking about pulling panels together to be able to send to me. It's really heartwarming. I love the idea of having loads of panels going forward that have come from all around the world, giving your own climate change messages and being able to send them off and get them up to Glasgow for the conference in November. So, and I have to say, it's a really good stash buster. I have now used up nearly most of the yarn that I had. So um, this big panel is 60 centimetres by 100 centimetres. It starts off with a dark green down at the bottom, moves into a navy and then a kind of a, a steely blue grey up at the top. And it, it doesn't matter that it's a little mismatched. The whole idea is that the panels are green and blue and that you stash dive. So this yarn has been in my uh, stash for some time, probably about six, seven years. So it feels really good to get this used up. Um, like I say, I've used most of it. The reason this is in the en route rather than the final destination pile is because I still want to add some wording to it. And the um, 
the message that I want to put into this is to say one planet equals one chance. So I want this to remain quite a um, kind of paired back panel just so the message stands out more than anything. And then the next panel that I do is probably going to be a bit more picturesque and um, and detailed, but this one is just for clean messaging. And if you wanted to get involved but you didn't know what to put on your panel, that one of the things being discussed in the, the meetings for Stitches for Survival is that we really need plain panels as well. You don't have to put loads of detail into it. It could just be one colour crocheted up as long as it's blue or green and it just needs to be 60 centimetres by 100 centimetres and that is it. Um, it doesn't have to be really fancy because part of the, the whole point of the craftivism is to get the length of the banner so it spans a, a, a 1.5 miles, that's what we're hoping for. So. It doesn't have to be fancy pants, it doesn't have to have lettering on it, it doesn't have to be a picture. Um, so if you wanted to participate but you didn't know what to do, then honestly just a, a plain piece will do the job as well. But if I'm right, we might have stuff coming from was Mexico, now Guatemala, Germany, Chicago, um, Amsterdam, like all over the place. So... I'm really pleased um, to be able to be involved in this piece of craftivism and to, quite honestly, to use up some of my stash. I was about to say I'm on a bit of a stash down, but if you're watching the video, you'll see that I have got new yarn to my left. So, whilst I am on a bit of a stash down, equally, um, I've bought new yarn. So, that would be a fib, wouldn't it? Um, but maybe maybe what's more accurate is to say that I'm trying to work through some of my older stash, which is one of the reasons I'm doing quite a bit of sock knitting at the moment. It's quite an easy way for me to um, give out socks to people because I really don't mind making socks. They're such a mindless activity for me and um, it allows me to use up some of my older skeins and some of my one skeins as well. So, yeah, quite, I quite like doing that, but I'm purposefully trying to go through my oldest yarn and get it moved on, get it um, actually set for a purpose rather than just sitting on my yarn shelves. So, that is panel number one almost done and then I will be starting on panel number two. Um, if for any reason you were looking for letters and numbers to crochet up, um, I thoroughly recommend Moogly blog um, because Tamara does really nice, I've used them before, but her crocheted letters and numbers are really accurate and good. So, I mean, you might even if you're not doing a panel, if you ever need crocheted lettering, then Moogly blog, blog and Tamara is where I would send you to. She is really good and accurate. Um, and their, her instructions are easy to follow and they're free of charge on her blog. Um, also, just to say that it has been a month. I am on deadline central at the moment I'm just when I get to the end of this week I will have cleared out all of my deadlines and I I cannot wait I'm actually going to take 
next week off if I can because um, at the moment, <laughs> for this morning the alarm went off at half five and I'm just working like all the hours every day at the moment. Um, so yesterday I think was a 14 hour day. Today's going to be pretty similar, if not longer. And I just cannot wait to have some time off. But that's why there's reduced crafting at the moment because I have got lots of work deadlines and design deadlines. On the upside, I have just finished my um, my commission for Mood It magazine and uh, Alison picked it up yesterday, last night, when she was driving back up from her in-law's house. So... My Murit commission is now sat with Alison. She has got it. I have passed that baby on and I'm furiously writing up a pattern. So, um, yeah, that's like one of my this week deadlines gone, which would be quite nice because it's full on at the moment. But next week, do you know what? I really hope I can pull this off, but I would love it if I can get through all my deadlines this week. And I can actually get some time to craft next week. That's what I'm aiming for. I just... I want to sit outside in that sunshine underneath my umbrella. Obviously with Factor 50 on because that's what I have to wear. And just be able to sit and crochet. I'd love to put some time on my um, Clean Lines show by Anna Nikopirowicz. I've not touched that since last month. And that's one that needs a bit of like brain capacity for it. So... I quite like the idea of just being able to sit and work on that one day next week. I mean, that feels like an absolute luxury at the moment. Um, I've told Matthew I'm having the week off. That I'm, other than fulfilling shop orders, I'm not doing anything else. And, uh, yeah, very looking forward to it. I'm very excited about it. I just want the weather to stay good. And I want to be able to sit outside, enjoy myself in the sunshine with podcasts on and an audiobook and like a nice cool drink by my side so hopefully that can happen so in feeding the habit this month I have bought some yarn <laughs> to be fair to me I have been eyeing up Bird Street yarn for Oh, about two and a half years, and I hadn't bought any. It used to be called Mr. B Yarn, and then they um, brought it together because um, John does the yarn, I believe, and Claire, his wife, um, makes bags, and they kind of amalgamated the two company names that they had, and now they are Bird Street Yarns. And they're both very much involved in the business, and I love their colourways. So, I mean, anybody that watches this podcast and listens to me, you know very well that I am on the kind of earthy tones. I mean, I'm wearing earthy mustard colour. Just, I love browns and anything that feels natural. That's what I really love. I'm not so big on things that feel like synthetic colours. And Bird Street Yarn kind of base themselves on... I would say quite natural colours but they tend towards the moody darker side of those colours and I, I really like that. So the the yarns that I got are all um, Superwash Merino and Nylon and they're 75% 25% 
They are a lighter fingering weight four ply, so they are 425 meters per 100 grams. And I got two skeins of the color called Jasper. <laughs> and it is a light rusty orange color, like quite a foxy orange color. And I got these two because I needed something to pair off with the mini skein set that I got, which is the Pebbles mini skein set. Now this is a set of six. They are 20 gram mini skeins, which I think are 85 meters um, per mini skein. And oh, man, these colors are glorious. So of the six, we have got one which is quite a warm cream with speckles of rust and yellow and charcoal. So that pairs off really nicely with the foxy coloured big skein that I got. Then there's more of a kind of ochre yellowy green colour, um, which doesn't have any speckles on it and has a light variegation. Pair that off with a dark charcoal grey, again no speckles but quite a light um, variegation on it. And then the next three are like speckle-tastic. One is like an oatmeal-y brownie cream and again with the rust and charcoal and a little bit of blue speckle in there. Another one has got more variegation to it and it's um, charcoal... Rust, so they're all they're all within the same color boundaries, um, and going into a little bit of blue, and then the next, the final one has got a lot more blue, but it's still got the rust, and the olive green speckles, and the charcoal. So they all blend really beautifully together, um, and like I say, a lot of these colors, I think, in fact, all of these colors, they also do is one hundred gram, um, skeins. But they all play really, really well together and they all work brilliantly with the 100 gram scheme that I got in the Jasper. So I got these because um, it's a design that I want to work up, which I think is going to be a stole that can also be um, joined together to make a big chunky cowl. Um, that is the plan. don't quite know when I'm going to get to that, but one of the reasons I just went for it and bit the bullet is because whilst they do have some stock on their website they tend to do an update every wednesday at eight o'clock i think it is i'm sure it's every wednesday or there or thereabouts so you kind of just have to keep a little eye on their instagram and when when the colorways come up that you want you go in and you shop that update so at the moment the jasper color that i bought in the 100 gram skeins is not available on their website because it's sold out from whenever they last updated that. Likewise, the mini skeins aren't currently available. So what I've done is added their website into the show notes and also their Instagram handle so that if you wanted to, you can follow them and then they're really good at showing you what's coming up in the update that week. And um, I'm fairly sure it's John that is the photographer, but um, their photography is really nice and it I, I feel like it shows up the yarns really accurately for the colours that they are selling. Um, worth a follow. They're, yeah, they're just, I think, talented dyers. The colours are right up my street, those moody earthy tones. And um, 
his speckles are really nicely done. And the other reason that I like them is because they have crochet um, swatches for their yarns as well as knitted swatches. And we know how important that is for us to actually feel like we're being included in the crafting sphere. So, you know, good to support dollars that support crochet. But I could, maybe next week when I've got a week off, I, I could start on this little design. But then that would be work, wouldn't it? And I'm trying to have a week off. But that could be nice, fun work, not work. This is the issue. This is why I have problems. I'm never not working. Just have a week off. Just, that's all I need. Just have a week off. I'm not working on these next week. You'll totally see me working on them next week. But I really like them. So if you're in the market for a new dye and you want to see who's out there, go and have a look at um, Bird Street Yarn. Also, really intrigued, like what other, what other yarn dyers or mills do you use? Like, I'd, hit me up with new suggestions. But what I would like is to know if they're inclusive with crochet. Um, I'm just not that interested in yarn dyers and mills that aren't interested in repping my and our craft. So, do you have yarn dyers that are really into crochet and showing their yarns off in crochet as well as knitting? And are there any mills? Like, tell me who's been really crochet inclusive at the moment that is worth me having a look at. Recommendations globally, not just for the UK. And then hopefully we can spread some of the the love for the people that are representing our craft properly. Let me know, I'd love to. I like coming across new brands and whilst we don't have yarn shows at the moment, it's sometimes really difficult to know who's coming through the system and who's new, so I'd love your recommendations. I can't stop handling <laughs> the colours. I, oh, I love them, right, put them away, put them away. So, on to quick news beats. This Saturday, which is Saturday the 5th of June 2021, I'm doing a talk um, over on Zoom and you are very welcome to come and join me. It's a free of charge talk and basically I'm doing it from the shop, so from Provenance Craft Co. I'm going to set up a little mini shop in my crafting room and it's been done as part of the John Arban Textiles Mill Open Weekend um, because obviously we can't do it in person yet. And so it's all virtual all of that weekend. It starts on Friday and goes on until Sunday. So there are loads of things going on for the Mill Open weekend. And I'm doing this talk. And it's about um, how to buy notions responsibly. What to look for when you're buying things. If you've got like a local agenda or you want to know where your goods have come from. So I'm talking about how materials flow globally. So why do we get so many plastic things coming out of China? Why do wooden things tend to come from certain locations? Um, I also want to show off some of the different um, labels and certificates that you get for different material streams, like the Forest Stewardship Council logo, so that you can understand what you're looking for with that. And just show you some of the pitfalls as well and what to look for, because some companies are really sneaky about how they label things up. And it's only when you know what to look out for that you know whether they're being sneaky or not. So half 10 on Saturday and it's about an hour 
for the talk. I would love it if some of you wanted to come and join me. Um, the event is ticketed, so you have to go and get a free of charge ticket through the John Arbin um, website, and I've added a link into the show notes. So if you want to come and join me, it'd be lovely to have you there. So that's on the um, Saturday. Um, next up is that the Global Hookup is on Saturday the 19th of June at 8pm BST and on Sunday the 20th of June at 9am BST. Sh- um, details are in the show notes for how you join with the passcode and the um, the number to get into Zoom. be lovely to see you there. If you've never been before, come on in and join us. Um, we always have a really lovely time. And then the final quick news beat is that the next Hive session for budding designers is on the 26th of June at 3pm. Um, I'm running this session on my own and it's all about photography, so I'm going to show you how I take my photos for designs that I've just done for Pinterest, for Instagram and for my patterns and some of the equipment that I use and give you some little cheats on some ways that you can kind of hack the system and um, kind of show off professional quality hopefully without breaking the bank because you don't need loads and loads of like really full-on equipment for it. So if you're interested in that and to be honest some of you might want to join just if you're interested in how to photograph your um your makes more than happy to have you come and join us for that anyway so that is on the 26th of june at 3 p.m and then the next half session after that is going to be on magazine submissions because that was another thing everybody was interested in is how to actually submit to some of the crochet magazines so yeah that's everything for a quick news beat So my final one is J'adore. And um, I've worked out that I've been crafting for seven years now, I think. Like, obviously, I've been crafting for longer, sorry. I have been crocheting for about seven years now. And one of the first companies that I came across, I really fell in love with their ethos and their colour palette was John Arbon Textiles. I said it so many times. I make no apologies for my love of what they do. And the reason that they are my Jador this month is because it's their 20th anniversary. And I just think that is no mean feat to have been going for 20 years as a British wool supplier and a mill. And I've seen their company go just from strength to strength particularly through lockdown which has been so hard for so many companies and they've brought on new team members and they have brought on new yarn lines and they're just really booming at the moment and it's lovely to see and the reason that I'm like particularly proud is they're one of those companies that put stuff back in as well they're great at collaborating with other people I collaborate with them quite frequently you've seen the um, the bushel blanket and cushion cover that they asked me to do with them. I've made a lot of stitch markers for their mill open weekend this weekend, and they don't they don't have to do that, but they they choose to collaborate with people. And even things like during the mill open weekend, maybe some of you all want to join for this. They're doing a pub quiz, and um, they're they're going to show us how to make 
uh, cocktails and mocktails that are apple based because their new yarn is um, is called Appledore and it's an apple based yarn. So um, yeah, they just they go the extra mile from a lot of other companies and it's not like all sell, sell, sell. They're very good at bringing their community in and showing off what their community is up to on Instagram as well. And it just feels like a really nice community hub that they've got going there. So, like, just 20 years is a big deal. I, I love them. I love their brand. I love John and Juliet. And, like, I'm, I'm really proud to be attached to them for collaborations and and that they like my work. That means a lot because I, I admire what they do and I admire how they do it. And, uh, yeah, that's my little, my Jador loving with uh, Team Orban. <laughs> but come and join us. There's loads of stuff going on for the Mill Open weekend. Go and have a look. All sorts of interesting people are doing talks, like I am with my Zoom one. Like I say, we've got, there's also a show and tell. So if you've made stuff with the John Orban stuff, there is a show and tell on Saturday afternoon. I'll be in that as well. And I'll be in the pub quiz on Friday night. And so will Matthew and so will Beck. Any luck, we'll be out there drinking apple-based cocktails and um, doing the pub quiz or losing the pub quiz <laughs> that might be more accurate actually oh right I think I'm done this has probably been a really short podcast and apologies for that I am uh, like I said at the top of the podcast I'm under the cosh with deadlines and I'm just Waking up early, going to bed late, and I don't really have much crafting time. But you watch me take a week off next week and do all the crafting, all the week long. And then next podcast, I will have all of the things. I mean, that's a big promise, but I will have all of the things to um, bring to you and show off. And uh, yeah, here's fingers crossed. Feel free to push me on social media and say, have a week off, have a week off, have a week off, because... That's what I need. I'm sure some of you are in the same boat as well. Right, my lovelies, until next month. And just a warning, next month is the last one before I have my August break. So we've got one more podcast and then I'm off for a month. uh, And then back in September. So until next month, have a lovely, lovely time. Enjoy the weather. Crochet and craft away. And uh, yeah, see you soon. I'm waving. Bye-bye.